Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 13, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have what's called a reversal day, a reversal candle on volume. This one is for real. Not to say this is the ultimate low, but it is to say that the market can rally substantially farther before the next leg down begins. This is under the auspices of you will get rip your face off rallies in a bear market. You will get bear market rallies in a bear market. This is what's called a bear market rally in a bear market. It's not really a tremendous surprise in that we were looking for, or at least I said multiple times, and put my money where my mouth was in terms of looking for a bounce. We were long in terms of the lazy swing trader product looking for this bounce. Now, the story and how that unfolded is a different animal altogether. However, I did have the option, traders did have the options, we did get paid on the option today, and was able to turn the option into a risk-free, emotionless trade. By the way, the market is still operating as I begin this video, but it's not going to matter in the big scheme of things. We're getting a reversal candle. You can see they're headed to, they're not going to get there today, but they're headed to the 20-period moving average right around 369, 370. They should get there tomorrow if we have a little follow-through. However, don't be surprised at more of a mundane slash pause-related day, maybe even some kind of a pullback operation. This morning, we had the CPI Kabuki Theater exercise. You're going to see a lot of this stuff mentioned when we get over to Inside the Numbers, and that was certainly the catalyst for the trapdoor opening this morning. This is the futures chart. This is the hourly chart. This is the 9 a.m. candle that made a high of 36.44.75 and a low of 35.06.75. That's quite a move. And then you can see the reversal after the fact. And here's the hourly chart of the SPY, and you can see the hourly chart reversal from the get-go this morning. As soon as they made a low below 350, coming up short of our first number from inside the numbers, you'll see more of that later. We had unfinished business down around 350 that we discussed many, many times. It wasn't only because it was a big fat round number. There was, in fact, unfinished business down there. So let's pick apart a little bit further what we have. We have a completion of unfinished business. We do not have a completion of the head and shoulders pattern that should take price down in the low 340 neighborhood. Doesn't mean we won't get there at some point in the future. However, what we also have, and there's a lot of stuff going on, we have the shenanigans tail candle that goes up to fill the gap from here that showed up on this day right here. That day was, in fact, the 7th of this month. Exactly when will they satisfy the shenanigans tail candle and the gap? We talked about this at the time. As they begin to get closer to that gap, they're going to be closer to fulfilling the shenanigans tail candle, what we call phony situation. Let's take notice of the actual candle today. Now it's closed. Look at the size of the candle. Let's just run a visual checklist on the candle. A, 
It had volume, not tremendous volume, not the biggest volume on the board, but good enough volume to say, yep, that's a reversal candle. It certainly flushed out some longs early this morning. The shorts started to cover. Buying begets buying. Pies in the face ensued. And hence, you had a squeeze operation going on. This is a candle that's bigger than any other green candle, and I believe any other candle on the board from a visual perspective. I'm sure if we scroll back, we can find another one. Here's one. Let's just see for argument's sake. Here's a high of 428.76 and a low of 410.64. That's basically, for rounding purposes, about 18 bucks. If we go back to today's candle, let's just compare and contrast. Today's candle has a high of 367.51 and a low of 348.11. That represents $19.40. It's pretty close. As you can see, those candles are anomalies. Taking notice again of the one from back in February. Now, it did have some follow-through, but they did fail. They went for a retest, and then they did go higher. So this was, in fact, classified and acted as a reversal candle. Now, here's the characteristic or the things we need to know. Can the market actually reverse the reversal candle? The answer is it can. It happens from time to time, but it's in the 20% or less than of the 80-20 rule. It's unlikely to happen. It's more likely that we're going to get some follow-through. We're going to go into the 20-period moving average. They're going to fill the gap, take care of the shenanigans tail candle, and potentially even get higher. Next week, we're going into options expiration week. We'll just use the term that we always use, weird stuff happens. Think of the market as this way. They are potentially giving traders an opportunity to step in on the short side with another further rally. That's what I'm looking for. That's where I'm licking my chops. Let's do some other investigative work. We have the weekly chart. So they did the 350 thing. This is the unfinished business down here. Why is it unfinished business? Closing price, 350.16 on this candle. Low of the next candle, 350.51. They did not fill that gap, which leaves unfinished business. They came today to finish the business. And we don't know where the week is going to close. It'll be interesting. Do we get a big tail candle with a reversal week on the board? that could potentially take price a lot higher. Put this on a sticky note. If this is a reversal week and they really want to play havoc with the shorts, then they're going to jam the market up another 200 S&P handles to SPY 385, give or take. Remember that number from before. It's still on the table. Remember, if they start climbing up this breakdown candle, this weekly breakdown candle, you start to get to the top and it's 385, give or take, and you see where that goes. So this is really, from a weekly chart perspective, the next weekly breakdown candle in the sequence that they have to start working their way up. We don't know today whether they will or they won't, but that's what the need is for the bull case. Remember, the market's job is to trick, trap, fool, and frustrate as many traders and investors as they can. Their job is to make us all look like fools as much of the time as possible. So just when you think the trapdoor is opening and the shorts are going to get paid off, they reverse the tape, the shorts get a pie in the face, and the bulls think that the market made a low and everybody's going to be okay. They start to collect equities one more time. 
You'll start to see the media parade people out to say that a good low is in and they're going to telling you where the value is in the market. As Johnny come lately piles into the market, they will pull the rug out one more time. For now, we're looking for follow through. Where does the follow through start to become in jeopardy? Well, it's not necessarily close by, but we had a huge amount of point span today. 360 is going to be somewhat of a line in the sand. They start trading below 360, for example, intraday on Friday. That's going to be trouble potentially into the close. And if they close poorly on Friday, it's going to put a lot of question marks going into next week. Again, keep in mind, weird stuff happens next week. Taking a look inside the numbers, it's important to get the mindset at zero dark 30, what the market was doing, what the possibilities were, and what was on the docket for this morning, such as the CPI Kabuki situation. So let's go through some of the notes, then we'll scroll up, we'll circle back to stocks on the move, which did produce some profitable situations this morning as well. Wake up green to a bounce at zero dark 30. So what the market was doing was giving the early lookers the impression that everything was going to be fine and bullish with the CPI release. However, it was the fake-out operation that was essentially on the docket. So we revert back to the pattern that was developed that we took a look at over the last day or so of the hourly chart. We had that bearish wedge, the bearish flaggish thing going on. And that is what's going on until they break that pattern by closing above the high of that breakdown candle. So following the CPI, they took the opportunity to kill the tape. They completed the pattern. They went lower to where? The unfinished business and the big fat round number of 350. So we didn't know or care what was going to happen before CPI, but we did know that they're likely going to move them on the CPI number, and they did. Let's scroll up, see what else we have as the day begins to get underway. Service announcement. There will be no inside the numbers on Friday, meaning tomorrow, October 14th. The live room will be open for business. We'll be back Monday, regular business hours, in uniform, ready to go. So 8.30, the kabuki excuse kills the tape, yada, yada. And so they were already down immediately in the 350 neighborhood. It was the unfinished business that we've discussed for weeks or months. And so let's see what else we have. We have to know and have the awareness that the big picture is the completion of the head and shoulders pattern down in the lower end of the 340s. Now keep in mind, they didn't do that, so that's still an open question. We don't know whether they will or they won't today. So as we get closer to the opening bell around 9 o'clock, here's the way we're going to handle this. We have the awareness that we're going to see large swings in both directions, they can bounce and fall from anywhere, especially during the morning rush hour. So I listed some numbers. That's the way I chose to get the day underway today. So everybody had the awareness of where they were and that the market can bounce and fall from really anywhere in between or at any of these numbers, is certainly when the morning frenzy is underway. So all we need to do is look at the first two because that was all that was needed before the bounce occurred. 350 and 348. We think better in pictures right at the vertical is today's activity. This is your five-minute SPY chart. 350 was the unfinished business. It was a give or take. It was actually a few pennies higher, but it doesn't matter. They were always going to spike through 350 at some point in time. And what's interesting is the low of day 
happens to be 348.11 against the next number, which was 348, which now leaves its own set of unfinished business characteristics. Let's move along, see what else we have. Justin Kaser. If they were going to flush all the way down to complete the head and shoulders pattern, I had a number and then a backup number that I was willing to buy. It was actually going to be a buy with three hands if they did it right out of the gate. They didn't do that, but I put it on the board as a just-in-caser. Now, 921. Remember the unfinished business around 350. So we're going to use that as the early pivot. If they can rally back and spike it, that's one thing. But if they can't close candles above, that's something different. Then they're going to fall again. But if they can get above and begin closing candles above, that puts them immediately in no man's land and anything goes from that point on the bullish side above 350. And look at this, before it all happened. And the risk is a rip-your-face-off rally if they can get above and stay above 350. And back to the pictures because this qualifies as a rip-your-face-off rally if there ever was one. We're moving along. So there was a suggestion that 350 could have been a short had they ran up there right at the opening bell and couldn't get above. They were fighting it. The bears would certainly want to push price down. But the fact that they dropped first to that low 348 area and then they bounced back up to 350, that changes the situation. Let's move along, see what else we have. So by 9.43, they did an official test of 350. Can the bulls keep price above, or are the bears too heavy? At this point in the day, we certainly don't know, but if they start closing candles above, that's going to light a match for another leg higher to where we don't know, because that no-man's-land place is a big space between the gap that was left open from the closing price yesterday up at 366.55. And basically, as far as the morning session is concerned, you can read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work, but you know what happened. They took off like a bat out of hell. The squeeze was on. They went all the way up to fill the gap and then went a lot higher. And from an early morning slash inside-the-numbers perspective, when the majority of the business for traders is being done in the morning session, that's pretty much all she wrote about stocks on the move. We had some candidates today, and we had some interesting trading opportunities from Stocks on the Move. We're going to take a look at the chart of Amazon, AMAT, and a couple of others that came within spitting distance. The first one we'll look at is Amazon, and it opened below the first number that was posted on the board. So what do we do? It doesn't exist. We take it off the board, came into the second number, spiked it through, turned around, and had a rocket ride back up in the other direction, making a high by 11.45 a.m. of 113.44 from an entry of 106.20. We had participation in the room, and we had other participation from inside the number members. Nice job on this trade. NTES, this was a heartbreaker. 67.75 was the suggested entry. The low was 67.78, then took off like a bat out of hell. The numbers work. How about AMAT, similar to Amazon? First number, opening below, therefore it's off the board, doesn't count, didn't exist. Second number, immediately activated, they spiked it by a few pennies, the low is 71.12, so they spiked it by a dime, turned around, rocket ride, other direction. What about Camp IWM today? We look around the horn, same reversal candle, they did make a new low this morning, but reversed. Was this a canary telling us the whole time because they weren't? in the same position as the S&P 500, T3, 
teetering on and already breaking the lows? Was this telling us that something else was going on potentially? However, I think the canary gave us a better idea of what's going on. We'll get to that one next. But for now, we have an all the same market situation. So again, the IWM is still ahead of or has relative strength to the S&P 500. They're already into and closed above the 20-period moving average today. You have an open gap. That happens to be at 173.72, give or take. So that would be the next target on the upside if we should get some follow-through on Friday. Now getting over to the folks at the Transportation Department. Remember we were talking about this the last few nights, which is they were basically eating time off the clock in a bullish pullback slash wedge-ish formation. While they dipped lower today, they never made a new low, and they actually... Fill the gap up here, but pay attention to what they did or didn't do today. Here's a breakdown candle. The high is 12755 and change. They spiked it today, but they weren't able to close above. Now, that's by choice. We know how that works. That doesn't necessarily tell you one way or the other what's coming tomorrow, but this is still a bullish formation. I just think it's interesting that they chose not to close above there today, This is a bullish formation, but you're going to need follow-through across all the markets. The transports aren't going to be following through with another 2% update or 1% update, for example, while everything else is going downward or in the southern direction. That's not the way it works, but this was certainly telling us, as a canary often does, that this was a bullish formation. Talked about it a number of times. It's on videotape. Nice day for the Q people, like everything else across the board. Nice big reversal candle. Let's see if they can get into the 20-period moving average on some follow-through, or are they going to fail immediately? We don't know exactly what we're going to wake up to the next day, but if we have guidelines that tell us, hey, if they're dropping below a certain price, then a failure is actually on the board. What would be that price in the Q people? 262.65, I would put that on a sticky note, much below that, and they're going to start to look like they're failing, and then you have to take your cues from the intraday activity and the close, and then the weekly close, and so on. XLF, the financials, big healthy update, big spike up, reversal day, 4% update, nothing else you can say other than the shorts had a cover, the squeeze was on, big tremendous day. Finished above the 20-period moving average. Now, you've seen a few markets do that. You have to take that for what it's worth. That deserves a puzzle piece on the table and its very own sticky note. They could have chosen not to do that, but instead they chose to do that. Similar situation across the board. You take a look at Smash Mouth. They were heading into the abyss, had a reversal day. Again, keep in mind, across the board, all these markets, this is a bounce in a downtrend. Forgot to show you this before. I think it's worth mentioning. Remember where that 50-period moving average on the monthly chart was? Not at the same price, but somewhat coincided with that 350 level. They came in and finally hit that monthly chart moving average. Doesn't have to be it. They'll likely go lower later, but this is an important development. And if they close the week well, we're going to be watching to see what happens over the next couple of weeks, how they close the month. Are they going to recapture some stuff by the end of October and fake everybody out who's thinking the market's going to collapse in October? 
Or is this a bounce and a downtrend and they're going to have another velocity leg lower? To compare and contrast, the monthly chart of the IWM is below its monthly chart 50 period moving average. That's a negative sign. So some of these charts are diverging from others depending on what kind of time frame you're looking at and you have to pay attention to everything across the board. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.